0: We all tell ourselves stories of who we are and why. But we forget that we have the power to define them. That no idea grows from mewling striped to cum to teeth at your throat tiger. Without a little help, some guidance, and a whole lot of love along the way. I am Jared Serf, and this is here be tigers.
1: All right, who's our second character, our second domain?
0: I think we have to go with the thief who took the tools and why.
1: True, although we should define him from before he takes the tools.
0: I agree. That shouldn't be the defining trait. It's just the action that came up first. Mm -hmm. So that's a characterization. That's a behavior witnessed. In a way, we're going to work from the... Behavior witness back to the person who acted in that moment. So this is someone who understands why this is a sacred object, and there's a right to this and the benevolence behind it, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and is willing, in a moment of need or passion, etc., to violate that anyway. Which means at at some part of their core, they have to believe that their cause is, if not just, then more and either more or the most important thing. Here, that they will violate other people's peace at the end of the world to pursue what they think needs to be done. So, they're if not a principled person, they are committed.
1: Mm-hmm. That has to be one of their dominant elements. The only way they could even take the tools is if they could seize the scene. I know that's a silly thing to say because that's not the rules of the world, but it's kind of how we're building this.
0: Well, like, think about it. If this is a behavior that's been here for decades, right? If this guy is.
1: Yeah, why has it never happened until now?
0: Right. The longer this person has lived here carving this stuff on, the more of a sacred rite it becomes, the more of a myth it becomes. Mm-hmm. So for you to willingly murder the dragon, in this case, right, to go out and slay the good wizard, take his magic wand, and enact your vile your deeds with it, thank you, Voldemort, right? But it is that level, that, that person becomes the, quote-unquote, the Voldemort, because you have taken one wand that brings this little magic to our life and are going to do something wrong with it
1: because it, it's it's not that bad things never happened before no. but they happened within sort of the, the the unwritten rules so the toy maker his tools were never taken he might have been insulted again think you know deliberate rudeness is not a problem
0: right he might have observed things about people that they'd rather not
1: Exactly. I mean, out on. And and someone might have like trampled his garden or something like that. Someone might have stolen pieces of wood that were unused. Um, there, there's a lot of things that could be done that would be offenses against him, but they're not the problem because they're not the rule. The lack the, the stealing, the tools is the unforgivable.
0: Right, because they, they violate something about the nature of this place, which is that things remain. Right. It's, in this, it's the same truth as the way the seasons move on only when it's right. Things continue the way they were because that is the right way for them to be. There's a, a fundamental, not rigidity, but a flow to this little village, this little monastery, I think is probably a better way to call it, right? Where and little, perhaps not the right word, but to this small piece of the world that is decided on a certain way to live out the end of the world.
1: We have a sort of a, like, a, someone who wants, and then someone who, 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 like, who might take the tool is someone who, uh, like, there's a right and proper way of doing things. You're talking about a hero or a mayor or something like that. There is something worth defending and working towards, which, again, is why the stranger somehow brings this in and he's destabilized this. So
0: let, let's, let's make it a very simple question. Let's go back to what the tool is used for in the immediate. Is the tool used to make something or break something? Once it's stolen.
1: I'm not sure. Like it's for me that focusing on why the person took the tool is. It, it's
0: not why they took the tool. It's what is what their immediate impulse is upon doing it. Is it to use that tool to make something they couldn't before? Or is it to break something they couldn't before?
1: If we go with the idea that this person is upholding the way things are, then it makes sense that it's to break something.
0: That couldn't be. Couldn't be broken without this.
1: Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's 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 in defense of the way things are. It's not to build uh, more of what things are. Right. It's in defense. And if it was to repair things back to how they were, he could have asked. It would have been right. better. Be, like if it was to repair, the toy maker would be the better person to use the tool.
0: What you pointed out here is people don't break things. If they do, it's by accident or they immediately go and try to set about undoing it. Or or at the very
1: least, this person doesn't break things. And if he does, in this case, it's only because it's to keep something worse from happening. Uh, Again, I'm thinking a mayor. I think
0: effectively you've got the perfectionist, someone who has a very clear idea of the rules of this and why they should remain inviolate, who is deeply aware of what it means to steal the tool, but is willing to subordinate that smaller crime to the greater duty of keeping things the way they're supposed to be.
1: You're looking, you're looking at a mayor or a community organizer or the head of a homeowner's association. Uh, not, uh, you know, I'm looking for a, a singular word because toy maker right. is really easy.
0: Right. But it, it is
1: a gardener.
0: Yeah. You have someone who knows there's a way to go about cultivating. We'll call him the cultivator. So we've got the craft. cultivator,
1: Cause he's been cultivating the people.
0: Yeah. The cultivator knows that people grow and live and thrive and die and end in this end of the world, in this place, in this certain way, the rules are followed. The strangers either don't know the rules or they make it so that the rules are impossible to follow by their being here.
1: All right. Color for the cultivator. the His his, um, or hers, I don't know yet. Uh, we don't know yet. It's going to play with all seasons. So green could work, but... Um, Green is a natural one for a cultivator, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, what's what? What's your thoughts?
0: Mm, weirdly, I think gray. Their job isn't to be the one who stands out. Their job is to be background and make sure things keep going.
1: Sounds less like a cultivator and more like a clockmaker But that. but
0: uh and the machinist then too.
1: That's true. The engineer. Brass. Well, oh, we already have gold. Gold and brass are too close together.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like their color is one that does not draw attention to itself because
1: and birch bark.
0: Maybe. Yeah. It does not feel like their desire is to be noticed or be focused on their desires for things to work, which means people not paying attention to them so they can go about doing their business is the more you get called out from your path, the more you get distracted, the more things don't get back in order. do
1: die. So, so fades, uh, fades away again, cultivator, grows everything has a place everything works
0: everything works and should work
1: even the stuff that doesn't
0: yeah should be made to work within this
1: like even the stuff that doesn't somehow is still the vibrancy uh of life like so arguments do not spiral out of control you know it's more like the the oh there's that guy that person again not that people are stuck in a rut but it's it's Arguments are the things that spice things up, but they will never go to the point of dragging things to a halt.
0: Right. There's no violence because violence breaks things.
1: Tension, But no violence. There
0: might be anger. Yeah. There might be frustration. There might be pettiness. But.
1: But by the same token, there is joy or tears, but no sobbing. It's. You like the like even that the joyous emotion cannot drag things to a halt.
0: I think that's why I went to grid, because to a certain degree, their influence is muting on everyone else. Their job is to normalize. They see their job as to normalize everything else toward the me.
1: Nothing halts. In fact, that would be they would be the first person that the stranger really affects because when they're when the stranger walks in, no one knows what to do. And so there's that pause as everyone takes stock of the situation. And that pause is intolerable.
0: Things don't pause. <laughs> they just keep going on the way they were. And for everybody to, in one way, shape, or form not, brings the system, as you said, to a halt.
1: And the stranger will not stop asking questions that people do not have the answer to.
0: Yes, because the stranger, I think we have to identify at this point, is insatiably curious.
1: Yeah, I'm going to bring
0: I don't think they're innocent per se, but they want to know so much about all of this and why it is. I think they also want to be here specifically. They sought this place out because that would help justify why, despite the hostility from certain members over it or not, they would remain. There's a reason they wish to be here that can only be served by being here. And I almost feel like perhaps maddeningly they don't know in entirety what the reason is, only that they'll find it by being here. Because it would be one thing to tell, for instance, say, the cultivator slash engineer, yes, this is why I'm here. Can you help me get this? It's quite another to say, yes, this is why I'm here. Can you help me figure out why that is?
1: Right. The stranger doesn't have answers.
0: No. The stranger has questions. They raise questions. They create questions.
1: They also don't play by the rules. The stranger is just as aggravating to the toy maker but not, like, not to the point of driving him to anything, but the, but re- like the, the, the stranger is distracted. He's paying pays attention to too many things at once.
0: Right. This object given to me means nothing more than anything else I've seen here, because everything else I've seen here is so much already. And I think importantly, the stranger is not probably at first connected to the network or whatever we'd call it.
1: I'm not even sure the stranger can be connected to the network
0: which probably brings its own form of disruptions because fundamentally they can't perceive the world the same way most of the people here do.
1: Well, presumably there are people who are taking care of these people um, and they're not connected to the network either.
0: Right, but at least they have a familiarity with what that lived experience must be like. So as much as they can serve as a bridge between the stranger and the, the residents, those who convalesce, it's still not.
1: And in choosing the color, the stranger doesn't have a color. He, uh, his his color automatically clashes.
0: It's always in contrast.
1: It's always in contrast. It always, and it always, if we were doing this, setting this as a scene, it would always break the the rule um, somehow. And in, in other words, it would always take one of the colors that should be in the scene out of it, whether it's the seasonal color or the other character's color, or it might clash with another character's no, color. You know,
0: here's a great one. You've been talking about the 60-30-10, right? Right. The stranger brings a fourth color.
1: I think exactly. And and it it may, the stranger inherently makes it harder to see the scene.
0: Right. Things aren't as clear anymore. They don't make as much sense as they should. And I think, importantly, seasons start to move on their own.
1: Yes. And
0: suddenly, or not suddenly, but progressively, let's say, it's not as noticeable at first. Things get cold before you've broken out the cold weather clothes. Things get warm before you've washed the warm weather ones.
1: It's honestly sounding like the cultivator steals the tools to kill the stranger.
0: Maybe that does. If you're just if these are the three main characters, that does seem like the short story narrative at that point, it doesn't? Oh matter.
1: yeah, absolutely. I don't know if we want to describe uh, if we want to do a domain yet. I'm not sure how like how uh, like. Uh, So the so that's but we've got three domains as it were to play with. Sure. Then then the next question becomes one of all right. These are our domains. They're like our chapters in Microscope or our seasons in um, Quiet Here. What do we do with them now? Like what what do we do? We plan out some events that happen with them that are important. I think we hold off on defining any more domains until we've we've done a couple of scenes or events
0: so i know one scene that has to occur here is the arrival i think you, you alluded to it briefly of what happens when the, or you know the day the stranger arrives is the and i think perhaps even leading up to that are there signs of the stranger's arrival before they're noticed for instance were they here before anyone knew they were a thing here
1: the nature of domains is such that the answer is yes, because the the they will be noticed when they clash with the domain. In other words, like whoever seen it is when the stranger shows up or when the stranger first clashes, that's that's when they're noticed. But they could have been there for days taking notes. If, if, if they could have stayed around the cultivator, just simply taking notes and observing things, the cultivator would never have had a problem with that. There's a certain kindred element to that. Now the cultivator would have been noticing the stranger, but in le- until such time as he approached the stranger or the stranger approached him, all of the things that would set him off would not have come into play.
0: So let's, let's do this. Let's have the three signs of the stranger before they are first noticed.
1: Okay. So these will be our three scenes, the three signs of the stranger.
0: Right. We're, They don't interact or encounter anyone else. There's no clash yet of the way things should be in this moment or this time at the end of the world and end of known life. But just the stranger interacting with, or evidence or signs of the stranger having interacted with this small space, this smaller place in the world here. And I feel like the first one should be easy enough to reason away as caused by another thing here. It should be simple to ignore in the absence of anything that follows it,
1: I think it should be slightly inconvenient weather. I think it's because we talk about the the, the weather as like a slow but dependable friend. That it's not that the weather always plays along. It's that you it generally sticks around what it needs to be. It'll like, but a rainstorm will still happen, and there'll still be puddles or something like that. For whatever reason, this one's more incon- inconvenient than most.
0: It could be something as simple as this time the leaves blow indoors where they never have before. It could be windy days, but the leaves never blow indoors until today. And that might be weird, but things might occasionally change a little bit in weird ways around here to reflect.
1: Right. It, well, it's sort of a it's not so weird, like, OK, so they blow indoors. So the, the the toy maker gets up and he has to, you know, get his broom and sweep it out. And there's just this momentary element of, well, of course, I've done this before, but I can't remember the last time.
0: Because obviously, in his life before coming here, he would have swept leaves in all likelihood where he lived, right? If
1: right, he, and he's used to he having heard, to sweep yeah. up. I mean, to sweep up wood shavings. Sure. Um. So, so it's not the 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 sweeping. It's close is, enough. Right.
0: Or it could be something as simple as he's sweeping up wood shavings, and there's just one leaf in them, and that's weird. Maybe you know, maybe it was stuck to his boot or something. Because that could happen.
1: Right. Right.
0: But. It would take someone like the cultivator to, you know, go through their logs and go, no, a leaf has never come indoors. But who's going to bother the cultivator over that?
1: Well, And also, I'm not sure that the the, the cultivator, it takes notes that way. The the toy maker minds take notes that way. The cultivator is just like, well, it shouldn't happen. But I think that I think the toy maker keeps the leaf.
0: Toy maker keeps the leaf and then starts wondering about it, trying to make sense of it, because they observe the small things. And this is a small thing. Mm-hmm. That's the first sign. The second sign then is, because I feel like I feel like the engineer doesn't notice until it's too late.
1: Oh, the cultivator? The, the
0: cultivator, yeah. doesn't notice until it's too late. That's part of what makes them so angry.
1: I think the third sign is the introduction. I think it's that moment where everything goes quiet. It is the first, uh, it's a small one because it's just a moment. And it's even the best laid plans. There have been moments where everything goes quiet because there have to be. Someone like is a is clumsy and drops something. Like life still exists. Right. The weather can be changed, but but Murphy cannot. So I think the third sign is the stranger introduces himself, and there is this pause, and that's the intolerable thing. But the second sign, I don't know.
0: If Johnny Cash is when a man comes around, mad. Mm. Oh goodness. Yeah, the second sign. I think it shouldn't be as subtle as the first. It's not as obvious as the third, but it's weird in a way that you can't ignore.
1: So important question. Yeah. Have strangers come through before, done whatever they needed to do and left?
0: Whoever comes here and has come or before stays and is one of those who needs to convalesce.
1: Okay. So you don't have visitors.
0: Okay. I take it back. There was one visitor, and this is a truth from the story itself. There's someone who lives up in the very top part of the monastery with their own caretakers. They don't have, at least they don't seem to have any of the enhancements or replacement parts that anyone else has. They don't seem, at least as anyone knows per se, to connect to the network, although they seem to be familiar with it and the people's experiences of it. They just live here too. So I suppose that would be, as you know would said before, another domain, right? There's a Another person here who is not the stranger, but has been here. And I think importantly, they've been here so long that it seems like they've always been.
1: Yeah. So then here's my thinking. If there haven't really been visitors, because even then, maybe they, people never see them, they, but see this person up in the top of the monastery. But there's still a fact of life around here. Like no one's going to like they're going to be like, OK, that's in that's different. But it's not like, but it's different with an acceptable so, parameter. I
0: think to your point, when new people here come to convalesce, there's probably a bit of adjustment as the way they like things to be abuts everyone else's.
1: Right. But they're still convalescents, and the stranger is not. So here's right. my, my thought on the second one. Someone who does not normally leave their little, their room is wandering about.
0: Is curious too, or is lost.
1: I don't, lost I think is the way of it and and the and the sign and why it's a presaging of the stranger is because that you know again people make their alcoves their their rooms exactly what they need them to be so that they do not have to oh,
0: you know go with the
1: outside world something the stranger did ruined this balance
0: here it is people recognize their domain their shrine by everything they've laid about it that makes it theirs that helps them remember who they are right mhm In the first scene, the stranger's presence brings a leaf into place it hadn't been before. In the second scene, the stranger takes a single thing away from a shrine without realizing that it makes this place alien to the resident there. Without this one object that makes my shrine as it is, I don't recognize it anymore, so I can't find it again. And instead, I'm lost, wandering the halls.
1: And then they find the thing and they go back to where they are, because this is not... Otherwise, I think that's such a profound thing, it would have to be the third.
0: Right. It's, it's a thing that was picked up out of curiosity and then put down elsewhere without much thought as to what changes as a consequence of this. So the person remains lost, that resident remains lost, finds the object elsewhere, returns it to the shrine, and in doing so recognizes it as theirs and is quieted. And probably things have been moved around before occasionally. So that in and of itself, again, might not seem aberrant. But then in light of I wonder who's the first person to meet the stranger.
1: Again, I think the the, the first meeting has to be that when the the silence goes, the intolerable silence, which means more than one person's there, because there has to be a conversation that stops. And the conversation cannot itself involve the cultivator because no. if it did, he'd just fill the silence. It's someone else's conversation. So
0: we know the cultivator isn't there. Well, he is
1: because the silence is intolerable. He's still a prominent presence in the scene, but someone else, two other people are doing the talking.
0: Which means there have to be people above the cultivator to whom they would not interrupt, even their silence. So there has to be someone the cultivator respects to the point where they will still tolerate the intolerable silence because violating the other person's quietude is worse because that quietude... Is also the way that things are here.
1: Well, it's, the, the intolerable part of the silence is that no one knows what to do. If the the, the proper silence in its place is not the, the not the issue.
0: No, what what I'm saying here is it's it's twofold. You have that no one knows what to do, which is insufferable to the cultivator because everything right. comes to fault, but they still suffer it here and don't break the interruption, the quiet, because whoever's conversation was interrupted. Still holds domain in their silence.
1: Something either they're either they're above the cultivator, or them being the one in the, the in the conversation is more important. In other words, like this conversation needed to happen, and it needed to happen without the cultivator being a part of it.
0: Right, and that that or the person is if the cultivator effectively, you know, it's it's, it's being in the emperor or the empress's court. You might want to say a thing, but you have not been granted permission to speak. And that might not be the explicit rule, but it's the implicit one here.
1: Right, because the cultivator fades into the background. He doesn't want to be involved in the conversation if he can help it.
0: But is, is forced to pay attention to it because it is a halt. And therefore is waiting for the people whose conversation was interrupted to make things move again. And they don't because silence is the thing that rules in this moment. And that makes it so much worse if the one the cultivator looks up to to fix this doesn't?
1: I think it's two people okay. reminiscing about a lost friend. Mm-hmm. And the stranger interjects in that moment, derails the conversation. But what doubly derails it is the lost friend is the former AI. So it's everyone sort of knows they're not supposed to say anything about that. So they're they're reminiscing about a friend and the stranger comes in and asks, "Oh, who are you talking about? Maybe I know them And there's this it's it's doubly a silence a because who is this person like how do we even interact with this person and B, what do we say? We can't answer that question. And to your
0: point, we don't know how to identify this person because they, they there's not a codified set of co of, signif, of, of symbolic objects that show who they are and what they are and why present in this place
1: everybody they have ever interacted with since coming here knows the friend yes at least by reputation the idea of someone who doesn't know them
0: is alien yeah
1: exactly
0: then this person becomes transgressive by their existence
1: and not only transgressive by their existence but has forced these two other people and the cultivator who's present to transgress because the unwritten rule, like there's no way out of that situation without transgressing.
0: Right. And it might be something as simple as, you know what, there's another rule here that seems obvious, hospitality. Mm -hmm. People come here to convalesce. If someone comes here, you must treat them as your guest. If they ask you a question, you must answer. If they are hungry, you must feed them. If they need clothes, you must close them. If they are thirsty, you must give them water to drink or other beverage, right? So it might be that that very fundamental rule of the place still forces them to answer the question somehow because to do otherwise would violate the nature of the place itself and what defines it
1: and of course even if they do try to lie even if they even if the cultivator comes in and and tries to lie it's it's not like they have any practice at it
0: no because there was no need
1: and that by the way that third one the cultivator is going to have to step in they're, they are going to have to take charge because the silence is intolerable, which is the last thing they want to do so they're having to try and transgress themselves as well this is the stranger in fact if you were telling a short story uh this as a short story what we have is the natural conclusion of the short story like you spend the last paragraph on, or two on the intolerable silence and 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 all of the all of the the tension of the fact that you cannot, answer it this way and you cannot answer it this way and the beat that like for the final like paragraph or the final line is the the cultivator opening his mouth and and greeting the stranger and then you say something you would say something like uh that was the beginning of the end
0: it might even be just a very simple pat answer that everyone's supposed to give hi something da 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 would you like tea to drink would you like some tea it might be you know You'd have to establish that norm and that ritual earlier on in the in the, in the narrative so that by the time the ritual is enacted here, gratingly and through... Right. So you grading, can transgress
1: it's... the ritual even as you're doing it. You're doing the ritual as established, but you can use your, your word, like your terminology and wording to show that somehow this is all wrong. And I still think the final beat is, and that was the beginning of the end.
0: Right. Because fundamentally, things cannot stay the same. Mm-hmm. they've already broken in this moment it took them up until here to recognize why and there might have been gossip about the leaf or the random shrine thing but again there's gossip of all kinds of weird stuff
1: And i think the gossip would take the form of well now you've got this toy maker and he carves a leaf and it's just like oh this isn't mm-hmm. your usual kind of thing yes i know but you know a leaf blew into my house and it was such an odd thing i needed to immortalize it
0: and it might even be something as simple as the strange, the, the maker in the silence or whatever, you know, has the leaf there or has been working on it. Whether whether they act or not in the moment, because their thing is to act in the moment that is right for it. Right. Maybe they don't act and that establishes this isn't the right moment because they didn't act. But to your point, the cultivator, who very well may have been the POV character perhaps or one of them, I think, speaks before the person they're supposed to wait for does enacts the ritual of hello how are you would you like something to drink
1: and they're not the ones who's supposed to do that
0: no but they know it has to be done and no one else is doing it so they violate their own code their own code of who is in in charge here and why they they pervert the ritual of greeting because it has to be done and they don't want to answer the question specifically of who the missing friend is Mm -hmm. so they try to shift the conversation further on We're just going to cut that thread short and keep moving and hope that you forget to ask it again.
1: And they're probably the only one who can.
0: Yes, because their domain is to keep things going. And that becomes a tension throughout anything that follows because they were forced into a position they've never had to be before of authority over the authority, right? You know, I feel like the two reminiscing might have been more involved in the crafting or the knowing or the existence of the friend than anyone else here there's if they're not the inner circle per se there's a sense of proximity in the way that being able to talk to the apostles you know
1: right like of- like one might have been a programmer and one might have been an attache or a servant or a or something like that and yeah. i think one of the two of them is the person who should have done the tea ceremony like like the keeper the innkeeper or something like that right like we we don't need to define them in their domain but like we can know that they had one
0: I think we define the programmer as the one who now does the tea ceremony because that's the program
1: right
0: you're the you're the ritual you have the ritual keeper the one who maintains and acknowledges when a thing has re- reached that level who reviews the shrines whatever it is the person who establishes that this is the program, it's been tested, it's been reified, it fits into everything else, The cultiv- they might work well and closely with the cultivator and probably disagree at times as to whether or not something should be integrated and why. But the ritual keeper who was the programmer and no longer has to program now spends most of their time programming the day-to-day things. Here's how much tea, here's the ratios, here's the amount of leaves, here's the spice level, right? Here's the temperature, <laughs> because they still want to refine and get everything to the best state it can be to persist. And, you know, in a way, I kind of see like if there's the thing replacing humanity, I can see the programmers trying to leave the right evidence and proof behind for here's how to do it. Here's how to be us when we're not here anymore. So the programmer not having any more programs to make just writes down not the logs, but the, the technical guides effectively model them. Here's a tea ceremony. Here's breakfast. Here is laundry.
1: If I were to if we were to proceed from here, and I don't actually think we have time to not tonight move, no. yeah, move much further into to actually start laying out further beats or to lay out the further the next chapter, as it were. But I had a thought about where I would go next and uh-huh. what I would define next. If like and I, I'm gonna say like what it would be, and then I would say where I might go with it in in text. And the the so having established the regulars and then the disruption and the stranger, you'd think that the next thing to do would be to tell more about the stranger, but I think not. I think the next character that we would define, the next thing the character that we would start writing truths about would be Arichette. And the reason, even from a text standpoint, from a, a narrative standpoint, would be Arishet in a way no one else could claim certain things that it would be hard to convey otherwise, which is that Arashet as somehow the mind of the absence, Arishet is keenly aware of the rules that cannot be broken around people. And can speak of them in terms of the flavor of being around them.
0: They are the omniscient narrator in the team.
1: They are the unreliable omniscient narrator.
0: Yes, because they're the ones determining that this season has to have these colors.
1: Right. They're the
0: ones assigning color to character.
1: They are the ones who know you do not do this around this person. But they don't necessarily have the right explanation for why.
0: You know, in that way, Arishet is a precocious child. They have plenty of ideas as to how things are the way they are.
1: And that is exactly how I would do it. And Arishet, and and, and I would also think that the probably, I, I, would, I would prefer to find this one out more organically, but probably Arishet's response to the stranger is to do a little bit of experimentation. And so Arishet's going to start doing things that could actually be noticed.
0: Right, which will further destabilize and change and modify the way things are and leave them unable to return to how they had been. You have something here that is mucking about or playing around with the rules without truly understanding why they are the rules.
1: So Arishet's kind of always been keeping things on track because that's what they do. And it's simply never occurred to them to not do it. And now that it has, that is a bell that can't be unrung. It will always be in their toolkit.
0: No, there's there's that playful urge to, okay, but what if I don't this time?
1: Right. Or what happens if I do this? Or like this technically meets all the rules, but it's unexpected. Like, is this still the rules?
0: So this has been fun. I I think there's an opportunity to kind of explore this. I do want to play up the uh, fun employed notion you have with, putting it into a particular game because I think that's a fun mental exercise.
1: I uh, yeah, I I think those should go on our list of like future episodes to do when yeah. we have these moments. I think the two are uh because I the fun employed one and just running a, a monster of the week game with strange characters that are sort of randomly generated. I mean, I think I think there should be the opportunity to toss your hand out and come up with something that's not, like you you should be able to look at your four cards and go, okay. That's odd, but I can play that as a character. Like, I have a...
0: I I am a southern gentleman, a wizard, and also a breadlich. Right. It's something
1: like that. (laughs) If if you get four cards that you simply cannot build a character off of, like, just like like a a personality does not enter your head, toss the four cards and choose a different four. But the goal is that, like, is fun employed, it's not going to give you four cards that are just perfect. And honestly, if it did, that'd be a good reason to toss them, too. But
0: but I think it does reflect sometimes you know only a few things, as we've been playing about in this episode, of a character or a place at first, even if it's on a smaller scale. And it takes the application of other truths alongside that to find the specifics and the heart of the character, in this case, why they do what they do.
1: And then the other other one that we have as an idea just with going with the going title of The World Gets Stranger. Uh, my notes for it are simple monster-fighting adventures of childhood, one for each character. The stakes are what adulthood will be like and, and how the world will change.
0: Oh, God. This is terrible. It's kind of a playoff of our subversion ideas we've had before. Mm-hmm. What if we used apocalypse keys, and once you become a harbinger, you become an adult instead?
1: You could. I, I'm thinking one adventure per child like and there will be way like there will always be consequences there will be consequences in victory there will be consequences in failure Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and there will be consequences in when your character like hits a point like they're out of hp or they they go they tip the scale all the way into criminal or bear something like that where the consequence is like something like like There'll there'll be a different consequences for each one, but every one of them shows a way that the world somehow changes. They'll all the changes will be noticeable and strange from our point of view, and ideally will also be an allegory for elements of thing like things that change for adulthood.
0: I think there's a couple of ways to play that. They can be they could be children deities or like you know, like things where they have more power than. You would presume but childlike mentalities to start with.
1: It could be eldritch abominations that they are hunting and facing uh that will alter the world, but for some reason kids are able to deal with them.
0: Because they just can't comprehend the horror of them. So they must be, you know, wobble and adorable. I in a way it kind of plays off of the game you and I and Pablo ran with uh who now wives. And we started off with the idea that you would not play adults, but instead the children of a village going out to explore the world. Right. And the three questions were, what are we going to find today? What are we going to avoid? And what are we going to run away from?
1: So I'm going to write those down because I think those are great questions. What are we going to find?
0: I have a better, oh my God, do you know what I titled this? The little mini series that we were working on? Yeah. Our Better Angels.
1: Hmm. Okay. I still like The World Gets Stranger because again, I want the stakes to be stuff like the sun doesn't exist anymore. Okay.
0: Here are the questions. What are the three things you need to look out for? Things to eat, things to drink, and things that will do either to you.
1: I'd like for this game, what are we going to find? What are we going to avoid? What, and what, are we uh, to what is at stake?
0: Okay. I, I have another version of it here, which was under the categories of, of encounters. It was things to discover, things to run away from, or fight. Uh, oh, that's where Gruesome is. You remember Gruesome, don't you?
1: Mm.
0: I was explaining to Andrew how fluid. The uh, in po- powered by Apocalypse Games moves can be, and gruesome only has three moves. I gruesome, I gruesome. Yes, I gruesome tomorrow again.
1: I uh, I think. Hold on, I'm trying to think. What's at stake? Yeah. Oh, well, I think it's what is the st- at stake for the world? What is at stake for me? I don't know. We'll we'll con- we'll continue. But I, I I think it should be like one session should let us go through. Ideally, several of these adventures. They should be very short, is my thinking. And
0: you could be really dark and just use no country for kabolds as the engine.
1: I could, but I don't think it pushes the characters enough. Like there needs to be something that they they uh risk, and it's not just themselves. It's like again, I love that criminal or bear element of it that, like, if you fall off one way or you fall off the other.
0: The risk is innocence, which you can't regain.
1: But it's it's specifically how. Um, So again, like, like if the, 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 you know, and then I think that like, like, I would think like, you know, I I think you of like 20 things that these eldritch horrors could be after.
0: You um, you end up with a dichotomy of innocence and comprehension. Right. Once you comprehend the horror, you can't fight it
1: anymore. So like, again, I keep using, I keep using the sun as an example. Like, so, because, you know, the sun is at risk if they fail there is no more sun but the person whose story it is is now profoundly affected with, by that so they can choose to like like the, then then they can use what the events of that story to determine like their character did they lose something prompt themselves prominent or are they the last person who remembers it or something like that so like they might have light powers or they might have shadow powers or
0: have you had a chance to listen to the Conductor's episodes we did yet? Because that might give you some material to work with her. I have not.
1: I do need to play, like, but I've got, yeah, no, I need to listen to those.
0: I There is a, there is a mystical third one in which Ken and I discuss the travel log that we've yet to find the audio for. But I, I will send you the two live episodes on that. Perfect. I know it sounds funny to you guys at home. Do we listen to the episodes we record? No, not after we edit them.
1: I wasn't part of the recording.
0: Well, it's not just that, but if you ever get into a lot of audio production, there's only so much of it you listen to. You edit it, you roll it out, you move on. Unless you need to repurpose it for other stuff. Otherwise, you just fall into a uh, endless rabbit hole polishing material.
1: The the other possibility, by the way, with The World Gets Stranger, is that instead of it being a rolling system, it's a uh, quiet year system. You do You determine what the threat is. Um, you determine the, 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 the person whose um, major element it is. We definitely do allows and disallows for this.
0: So there is another version of, or an expansion on the quiet year where you are, instead of the people coming to settle, you are the population living when an invasive force arrives.
1: Well, so for in this case, what you do is you would draw several cards and the cards could be like, Okay the the creature you know so so this is like you like you do a d20 this is what the creature is after and then your card each of your cards can be something like uh, the creature wins or the creature takes a bite out of the world or
0: we take a page out of earthbound the yeah. cards you draw from the define the creatures are from fun employed because the creatures are adult monsters that have been taken over by the elder chars or influenced by them hmm. they act weird they act zany but there are still recognizable traits about them that are you know like these are the traits of the adult beings that live in our world but there's also something a little weirder than that beyond them the cards are just as it's like how we use the virtual cards during the other games so well, what might- i
1: what i probably do is i fill out that d20 table and then i might uh like list a couple of things that each thing could represent about adulthood like the loss of the sun depression or the loss of the sun, the, the loss of the sun be loneliness.
0: you know what it's going to be there'll be there'll be 20 20 different results and it'll end up being a binary of rage depression
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well probably that's what i, I want to be a little careful with this but i'm yeah i'm thinking i'll just do the suits of cards and assign like elements of like like this basically each one you draw like all right did we win or lose what was the cost and basically uh did is the effect on my character normal or inverted
0: there is a card game i think it's called save the queen or for 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 the queen and the goal of the card game is to get the queen to safety but all the premises of who you are and what you can do are determined by what you draw and then you then you are given the opportunity to decide why you do or don't do any of this
1: that's kind of what i'm thinking of here is that all right? This is now the this is now a thing. Like so, this is the car that determines the next part of the story. This has to happen as a team. We describe with the person whose story it is being the deciding vote.
0: Okay. We could use Wander as an engine for that. I mean, give the tokens over to lean things. There's also uh,
1: well, I mean, I, I was thinking more of a quiet year. It's like a discussion.
0: Sure. I, I would I would look into the quiet year alternatives because there's some additional rules on that.
1: Yeah, I'll take I'll take a look. And because I'm thinking something that we could just we could generate our squad of monster hunters, what they what, you know, like what's important, what they're after, you know, what has life done to them? And what is this strange world that we now find ourselves in? So so the like the last two cards uh, for each thing are in the in the aftermath. What is gone? um, What is here that wasn't before?
0: Yeah, I can see that. Because you you want to make sure the thematic is clear. I'm trying. I was trying to look up the there's a a World War II subverted by Lovecraftian horrors being invited in by the by the the Axis powers World War One I maybe. I, I will have to poke Ken about it because the engine for it uses a standard playing deck, and you the suits that you get determine what you can do or the weight of them. So it becomes a very, fairly easy resolution. It's kind of plays similar to. The Battlestar Galactica card game where you throw in each time a resolution has to happen to increase or decrease the likelihood of success. So you could do something like that, although that can lead to bad feelings sometimes, because one of you is always a silon.
1: Yeah, I'm mostly I'm 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 mostly thinking very like try to keep this like a simple adventures. Yeah. Um that
0: so in other words, each round of drawing is an adventure.
1: Exactly. Each round of drawing is an adventure. Everyone plays a role, but each person this is like the, the thing that profoundly affects them. Each, each, there's one adventure for each player
0: three to five rounds usually
1: exactly
0: a little more like fiasco in that regard, but yeah, I could see that let's uh let's figure out and,
1: yeah, and I think that should be the the, the the that does point out the one other thing that should be defined by these adventures are bonds.
0: Yes, because when you're using random materials, having that specificity as to why your characters are doing this thing together matters.
1: Mm-hmm. And if these, if these are the stories of their childhood, they are going to walk with certain shared elements.
0: So I, I agree. I uh, I wanted to tell you this. Ken found uh, he picked up a copy of Pathfinder Second Edition game. So he's been itching to run something, and you know, oh, what, no! What gets better? He you know he was throwing out ideas left and right. And I went, okay, I'll, let me just take a look at the rules, see if there's anything here, because I'm so tired of crunchy systems like that.
1: If there's anything, I really there, am too.
0: And I went, well, you know, Tengu look a lot interesting and huh, oh, what's a Thaumaturge? Right. So they collect random stuff and they get to do whatever they want based upon the random stuff they collect and know a lot of this stuff about random occult BS. And I went, did they actually codify Corellian?
1: I was about to say, were you are you making Corellian for his game?
0: Well, you see, the basic mechanism that the random stuff lets you do is murder things better.
1: <laughs> That's not Corellian. That's um no, it's oh hold on i'm trying to think of i'm trying to think of a corvid that's murdery that's not not like crows not just because they're called a murder of crows doesn't make them murdery
0: no ken found god i'm blanking on what it's like it's will send you the picture it is a crazy mohawked corvid (laughs) which is not entirely offbeat for that but i looked and i said you know what two things one this seems really stupid because I get bonuses to peck people to death because my beard is a sh- my beard and my my beak becomes a short sword, which is just dumb. And two, importantly, if he dies, there will be a whole flock behind him. So every time I replace him,
1: oh my goodness! This this is some standards. Uh, let's see some standards of the the corvids: uh, ravens, crows, rooks, jackdaws, magpies, jays, nutcrackers gone through most of them chose
0: oh Hodson.
1: is that how they're pronounced Magpie they crow. I looked up most murderous crow and they decided that they were going to throw the cassowary in there and the cassowary is not a crow
0: no nor is the shrike although the shrike is a murderous bird
1: yeah i'm looking for um yeah it's all jays ravens uh jackdaws magpies
0: Although, to be honest, the, the murderous bird, the most murderous bird, of course, is the fist bird that you posted <laughs> back in the old days. It befuddled Ken, I think, 12 months, almost a year later, I got a text from him. It took me forever to figure out what he was asking about.
1: Oh, my goodness. All right, everybody. Well, this has been another episode of Otter Worlds. And next time, we will either continue with this continue with our um, now Apocalypse Keys games or try one of our one-shots that we came up with today.
0: I'm glad that we were able to record when we can. We'll get everyone else back on. You will hear Ken and the others soon. We've been floating, I should say, in the now soon because you'll have heard him in the previous episode, but that was recorded centuries ago. <laughs> our OBS days, as sometimes happens in these. We are, we are headed back to normalcy with the schedule, though. We're on our way there. The editors got plenty of material i have some interviews coming up again that we will be sharing on the show soon it's just a matter of getting all the stuff on the back end with social and whatnot going so you will hear and see more of us soon but until next time a good story can excite us yes but the best ones fiction or not compel inspire or drive us toward the hope that we need for a better life Remember, you don't need to know everything right now, but you do need to write. So make sure to like, review, and subscribe to us at Here Be Tigers. And until next time, take life by the tail.